from Portland, it's the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This week, the weather team will break down November's weather so far, the start of the ski season, and your travel forecast for Thanksgiving weekend. Now, here they are, Brian McMillan, Mark Nelson, and Jeff Forgeron. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 11, and today I'm joined by uh, meteorologist Jeff Forgeron. He is at home right now. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Brian. We got Chief Meteorologist Mark Nelson. He is hard at work at the station. Also known as hardly working sometimes. Pretty <laughs> slow weather, but we want to welcome you all to the Thanksgiving week edition. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, uh, I, I'm meteorologist Brian McMillan, but of course we cannot forget about meteorologist Ann Campolongo, who's hanging out, actually doing work right now. Right, Mark? You no, know, she's behind yeah, you. Yeah, you know what? I'm over here at like the in the recording studio part of the Weather Center, and Anne is over there. She's crunching all the numbers, looking at 850 millibar temps onshore, offshore flow. Anne, come over here and say hi. Because, yeah, you know, I'm going to step away. She said, Do you want me to put a mask on? That was her nice way of saying, Could you move away, please? Okay, I'm going to leave. She's coming right in, guys. Hi, guys. Hey, hey. Anne. Anne, how, how was your weekend, Anne? Six feet away from me now. Uh, <laughs> I keep stepping back. I'm a I'm a I'm an OCD person. Uh, my weekend was good. It was good. Good, good. I know yeah. you're. I know. I know you're working hard here. You know we're recording this at about two forty-five here on. Right. Uh, what is this? Is this Tuesday? I keep losing track of the days during this pandemic. Uh, yeah. So and and you know and usually either Mark or Ann or, or myself uh, have to have to do the forecast. Ann's working on that hard right now. Are we still on track for rain coming up here, Ann? Yeah, I was just looking at the radar. It's already raining at the coast, so uh, okay. we'll see more showers here tonight. And then, obviously, you guys are going to discuss the rest of the week. So, I'll let all you right, do that. we'll let you get back to work, and we'll talk okay. more soon. And 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 we'll of course uh, be back on with us here coming up in in a future episode when she's not hard at work. We just uh, we just sanitized. I just ran the disinfectant, and I'm I'm stepping back into the recording area here now, folks. I think you need to wait a couple of minutes to let make sure none of the uh, the droplets also uh, you know are lingering still. Mark, you got to be careful. Believe me, <laughs> our lives are so slow. Nobody's having any sort of social functions around here, so I think we're okay. All right, plug your headphones back in, and now let's get back to our local headlines. The news headlines are next. Here's what's happening right now. All right, you guys. So this November, I think that we can all agree, has been quite unremarkable here. We've had very average temperatures for the most part through most of the month. Only a couple of, of uh, wind events, if you even want to call it that. We've had a, a decent amount of rain, mainly average rain here. Uh, Jeff, I know you're going to talk about that here in just a second. But I think when we look back here on this November, and we're almost wrapped up with November, only a little less than a week to go, so far, kind of unremarkable, wouldn't you say, Jeff? Yeah, you know, we kind of kicked off November on a very wet note and a very snowy note up in the Cascades. I was sort of tracking it week by week, and we were well ahead of schedule. At this point, you know, it's November 24th, so we're basically in the last week. We're starting the last week of November. Uh, Salem has already exceeded five inches of rain, slightly above normal for this time in the month of November. Portland has already hit four and a half inches of rain. Uh, so we're right on schedule, basically, in terms of rainfall. And then uh, as far as snowpack goes, just to list off some of the numbers up on Mount Hood, Meadows has about 40 inches of snow on the ground, so that's about three and a half feet. Uh, Timberline, according to the Northwest Avalanche Center, has 43 inches of snow on the ground 
as of today, uh, November 24th. And on the sides of the roads, uh, government camp has about five inches of snow, according to ODOT. Um, and just looking at the percent of normal, is this above normal for the month or this time in the month or this time in the year? Is it below normal? Um, Mount Hood has about two times the amount of snow on the ground for a typical November 24th. That's what history tells us. Uh, Mark can elaborate a little bit more on that. But uh, yeah, as far as has it been a crazy month so far, we've kind of seen some quiet, more quiet weather the past few days. And so we're kind of starting to set back to the normal numbers. And uh, But I think we're still in good shape. As far as I remember, Mark, last time, last month, uh, last year around this time of the month, um, we were drier and we didn't have as much snow. Super on the dry. Yes, yeah, really yeah. dry. I think that, we what, only what had we have a, about an inch and a half of rain or so up to this that, point. That's right, Brian. Yeah, we had about an inch and a half last year. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, Brian, you and I were just talking about this yesterday. I, when we look back and we do our uh, winter wrap up in March, we're going to say, eh, hardly anything interesting happened in March. We had some uh, coastal windstorm. I think we had two, nothing too crazy, you know, the usual gusts, 60, 70. Um, it was briefly windy here in the valleys. Just boy, just looking at PDX for um, the peak gust for the month. You got a south wind gust at 37. Eh, that's not real exciting. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna look back and say yeah, November is pretty quiet. Now looking at the snow, um, I've got the numbers pulled up here. So if you take the bottom of the Poochie lift to Timberline, that's about the 5,400 foot elevation. That's the uh, uh, USDA, the, the test site where they plunge that pole down into the snow to see how much snow, how much water is in the snowpack, which is really critical, you know, is, for summertime. Is that the one right near the lodge? Like if you if you go go to the left there, uh, you're, you're kind of, or it's if you're looking at the lodge, it's kind of right behind you. Is that is that the Poochie it, lift? I it is not. It, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, no, well, no, the Poochie lift. If you walk out past the swimming pool, you know where you know there's the wall and you can there you can see the steam coming off. Sure. Uh, the Poochie lift. That's the one they just replaced this this year. It'll be fresh this year, and that's where people come off the top of the Poochie lift right there got it so if you go to the bottom of that so that's down at 5400 feet um so there they've got if you melt down the snowpack right now 11.3 inches of what we call snow water equivalent if i go back through the last few decades the uh, next one that's that high is 2009 so one could argue that right now at that elevation on november 24th this is the best snowpack we've had since 2009 in fact have we had many over 11 inches in fact, you have to go all the way back to 96 to find another one that's over 11 wow. inches at this point. That's so pretty great. Uh, this is nothing to sneeze at. Now, we'll talk about the future in a minute. But, um, um, yeah, we're, we're doing really well. And this time of the year, you think, oh, what if we have some warm ridging coming up, for example, next week? It typically is not an issue uh, because the sun angle this time of the year is so low. The sun isn't up much of the day. We just don't lose much snowpack uh, late November through mid to late February based on warm temperatures and sunshine. We lose snowpack through Pineapple Express or atmospheric river events. So um, so I guess that's good. We don't, we don't see how, in the, at least in the next week or so, where the snowpack would suddenly just melt away. So what we've got is good. Timberline opens on Wednesday. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, they will already be open. And then Meadows will be opening on Monday. Uh, they they both wanted more terrain this year, you know, for COVID to kind of spread people out. Typically, they would have opened already with this much snow that Jeff pointed out. And then Ski Bowl, they've got their tubing starting, I think, on Friday, on Black Friday. Hey, um, Mark, with, you know, a few days of ridging, w for anybody that doesn't really know what that means, a few days of basically dry weather and some sunshine up on the yes. mountain. Uh, that little bit of melting, though, that helps to kind of pack the snow down a little bit, too, which is helpful to build that that nice base right oh it solidifies it real nicely that's what we call <laughs> cascade concrete nothing's getting through that that is true yeah 
But, you know, another thing, you guys, this this um, month has been the temperatures. You know, we started off a few days there in the in the 60s this month, and then it kind of just hovered around average through most of the rest of the month. I think we had one day where our high was 41. That was actually last Saturday where we couldn't get out of the fog. But other than that, I mean, even the overnight lows, I mean, we flirted with freezing a couple of times. I think we dropped down to 31 day uh, or one morning and uh, 31 another morning. But overall, temperatures have been very, very consistent as well. Mark, what has contributed to that here this month? Uh, well, just a lot of cloud cover. And we've had periods of clearing, I suppose, where we, we've had, what, the lowest of the month so far is 30. We had some upper 20s, mid to upper 20s in the outlying areas, I think a day or two around the 8th and 9th. But um, it's pretty much boring um, for <laughs> November so far. Keep in mind, guys, so today is a Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Do you remember what happened last year on the Tuesday before oh, yeah. Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't Bomb remember what cyclone. happened. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. We got Big really excited that. about that, didn't we? Yeah, I remember travel. You couldn't even go through. The, the day before Thanksgiving, we had a huge snowstorm move right across southern Oregon yeah. and northern California. Bomb cyclone. Central Oregon got nailed with heavy snow. People could, For a while, I-5 was closed, I think for most of a day, at the most critical travel time of the year. Obviously not such a big issue this year because we would assume not as many people are traveling. But you know. If I remember right, one of our morning show anchors, Kim Moss, actually got stuck because her family's down in Northern California. And if I remember right, she got stuck down there because uh, because the passes were closed. Is, or yeah, was that right. the wildfires? I'm trying to remember. But yeah, I, th- I, think, it was, I think it was from that. Uh, yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah, and yeah. For, for anybody that doesn't know what a bomb cyclone is, these low-pressure systems that come in from the Pacific Ocean, if they drop a certain amount of pressure in 24 hours, we measure pressure in millibars. If they drop 24 millibars in 24 hours or more, they're deemed a bomb cyclone because they're undergoing rapid intensification that leads to really strong wind and heavy precipitation. So that's what we saw last year. We don't have any of that in the forecast right now, though. No. no. In fact, that one, I remember it was 42. In the end, I think it was 42 millibars in 24 hours it dropped, which was just amazing. But it moved in a really weird direction. It actually moved moved into our south, into southwest Oregon and northern California. So the only effect we had here was a strong east wind. We, we don't get – if that thing would have moved in across, you know, just north of us, like Longview, yeah, we, we would have had a, a windstorm for the ages. But, uh, no, that didn't happen here. All right, let's move on here, guys, to travel. And I know that, you know uh, – Mark and I had this discussion yesterday about uh, our, should we really be promoting travel? Because right now the CDC is uh, encouraging people to stay home or just celebrate Thanksgiving with their immediate families. I know uh, our governor, Kate Brown, has said, you know, keep it to six people from no more than two households. And so uh, right now, I, I, I think we could all say that we encourage people to limit the amount of people that you're around because of the coronavirus. But... I know people make their own decisions here, so let's talk a little bit about travel and what things look like going forward here over the Thanksgiving weekend. Right now, other than some snow in the mountains coming up here uh, over the next couple of days, travel actually looks pretty good, right? Go ahead, Mark. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, it looks pretty good. The big thing is the Cascades, I suppose, tonight, and um, I'm looking right now at tonight and through tomorrow, snow levels near or below the passes, and there'll be quite a bit of snow in the Cascades tonight and tomorrow. But boy, beyond that, uh, you you look to Thursday and Friday, and then we got a weak system coming through the uh, a developing upper level ridge. It's a tease to what we're going to talk about next. But um, that one's a warm one on Friday night and Saturday. So whatever we get would be in the form of rain in the passes. I don't think there'll be much anyway. Um, Yeah, so travel pretty good. Just it's really about tonight and tomorrow over the Cascade Passes. And I don't want to leave out if you're going to Boise for some reason. Um, there will be snow over the Blue Mountains through uh, mm-hmm. above Legrand and uh, Baker City as well. 
Good point. And there's going to be a little wind factor as well. So visibility will probably drop down a little bit with the blowing snow in the higher elevations. But I know a lot of us are not necessarily passing over the mountains. But if you are, um, take it slow and be safe. Yeah. And before you consider emailing me and harassing me about why am I talking about travel weather, uh, uh, to add to what Brian mentioned, you know, you could possibly, there's two of you, you go visit your two closest relatives in, for example, Pendleton, and you are traveling, but you're staying safe, and there's just a few of you. So, yes, we know lots of people will be doing it safely, and uh, there you go. Uh, and I was hoping you guys would bring this up because all three of us are part of a broadcast meteorologist Facebook group of broadcast meteorologists across the nation. And this was a topic this week. Uh, people are wondering, is it right to be talking about the travel forecast are we in a way encouraging people to travel because we're giving that forecast? And uh, after reading some of the responses, you know, people are going to make up their minds regardless of what the forecast is, in, our, in my opinion. So I think it's important for us to just lay out what they can expect and try to set up as safe of a scenario as possible. Right. And our job as journalists and uh, as meteorologists, we lay out the facts. You know, here, here they are. You know, the science says that, you know, if, if the more people you gather around, the more likely you are to, to catch this thing and, and also to spread it. And also laying out the facts of the weather here with it as well. So. Uh, well said. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I think, you know, everyone makes up their own minds and, and uh, hopefully we can get through this holiday and into the next holiday coming up Christmas without any huge loss of life. That's what we're really hoping for. Let's right. talk about we, we, we already kind of touched on cascade snow, you guys. So let's move on to the pattern coming up here over the next 10 days. Let's talk about that, because, boy, nothing looks very remarkable coming up over the next 10 days. Right, Mark? Yeah, once again, boring. Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, in some La Nina winters, you know, the, the action picks up, you know, around Thanksgiving or at some point in November. And then, you know, it's a pretty busy winter. Was it 2016, 17? I mean, the action was starting up pretty early that year. Um, other La Nina winters, uh, which we are in right now, I should point out, the warm, uh, the cooling in the tropical Pacific. Other winters like this, it's kind of quiet all the way, you know, could be quiet through mid-December. And then, bang, at some point, the winter really kicks in. Uh, it appears that this will not be one of those La Nina winters where the action picks up early because this next, not just the next week, I mean, I'm scanning here, over, scanning the uh, what we call the 500 millibar anomalies, which is basically uh, up at 18,000 feet are the height in the atmosphere higher or lower than normal. And uh, boy, it just all the models are in good agreement. There's just not much going on over the next week. We, we, there's this tendency beginning this weekend for upper level ridging to take over, which is kind of shoves the jet stream to the north. Systems that come through the ridge that's over us, an area of high pressure, they're weakened quite a bit. I see we've got the one coming through Saturday, another one on uh, probably on Monday, it looks like. And then after that, they're kind of, the models are all different, but they're going for kind of ridging over us, maybe some system splitting as it comes in. Uh, late next week, that's 10 days out. You look beyond that, and uh, I'm still looking. And, um, Wow. I mean, there's a really high what we call atmospheric heights um, really through that entire first week of uh, December. And it's funny how all the models agree on that basic pattern that it's going to stay either mild or um, mild and dry or mild with just some light rain at times and no, no big systems coming over us in the next 10 days after the, uh, the rain tonight and tomorrow. And I, I, I would like to say this means nothing for the rest of winter. We could just exactly. start off really weak like this and, and uneventful, and then all of a sudden mid-December or late December hits, and here we go. So we'll, you know, 
uh, 2008, that was a year where I don't remember if November was, well, November must have been pretty dry. For sure it must have been mild because that fall it was quiet. I remember I've got a picture uh, from one of my presentations that it was like December 8th or December 7th at Mount Hood Meadows and it was almost bare on the slopes. And a week ahead of time, the model said suddenly, oh, pattern's changing, big ridge to our west, we're going to get a big Arctic blast. It happened, we had two weeks of uh, some of the heaviest snow the metro area has seen in decades. And um, there you go, and we only saw it a week ahead of time. And the ski, I remember the ski areas opened the same day that Portland got snow. Oh, So nice. things can change, yeah. My, that, during that snow event, by the way, my wife was visiting me. I was working in Bend, and she flew back on the day that the snow hit. And there was so much snow that her little her little car uh, couldn't couldn't get through it. So she just stayed in an airport hotel for a, for a night there until they cleared the roads. But I remember they shut down like the freeways for a little while there. Yeah, well, that was a that was a crazy storm. But it was I do remember that storm the Saturday before Christmas in 08. That was that was well forecast. It was a big deal. It's coming. It's coming. And then, woo. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're going to get lots of uh, probably lots of east wind coming up here okay. next week uh, with with uh, maybe inversions setting up, depending on how the high pressure goes. So a lot of quiet weather. So I think that's how it's going to play out here for the next uh, seven to 10 days. Speaking of east wind, you know, we have uh, one of our favorite sensors is up there at Vista House. And if you've never <laughs> been to Vista House, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but it is one of our favorite spots up, uh, overlooks the Columbia River Gorge, just gorgeous up there. So what's going on with the wind sensor up there? Because that usually is one here in the metro area that gets the strongest readings because of that strong east wind and just the fact that it's exposed. Yeah, I would argue that spot, uh, along with the, what, Cape Foul weather. <laughs> yeah. has <laughs> the windiest spot in Oregon where any people would live um, in the wintertime. So, you know, I helped the uh, Oregon, that's Vista House, Crown Point, that's an Oregon State Park, part of the Oregon Park system. And I helped them put in a, a wind sensor. In the past, I don't think they had ever had a wind sensor. Oh, I'm sorry. They've never had a wind sensor on Vista House, but like 50 or 60 years ago, there was actually a weather station there in a separate little, it was like a little um, burger and ice cream stand when that was the old highway before I-84. You can find old pictures. And, and I actually met an older lady that still lives in the Corbett area that she was one of the weather observers like in the 30s and 40s there. And it, she talks about hanging onto the lamp on the, uh, on the ceiling so it wouldn't swing too much sometimes <laughs> when the wind got really wild. Wow. Good stories. But anyway, I digress. So uh, we've had a good, uh, those of you that are weather geeks know Davis Vantage Pro. Those are really good uh, weather stations. That's been working well. They've replaced the anemometer itself several times because it just gets so ripped up during those storms. The big east wind events, you know, gusts above 100 for a day or two. And so now they just have issues with moisture and dust down there. And it looks like the computer that we were using has died. I'm making this way too long. But the point is, those of you that are familiar with that Davis uh, Vantage uh, Pro and Vantage View stuff, we're going to put in a, a – they've already ordered a weather – I guess weather link live, which will eliminate the computer. The data will go straight out to the Internet every, every 15 or 5 minutes, depending on how we set it up. And hopefully within a week or so, that should be running again. So do not email me asking, what's wrong with the Vista House sensor? It's not working. So it would appear online just in the, the usual link. Uh, after they get it fixed up that'll hey. be cool the computer running that by the way is mark's old family computer i think and it was like it wasn't from like 2002 mark yes uh, when i wow. went down there jeff this is crazy i went down there and it's like everything's covered in plastic because they have leakage issues down there and um and and i start the computer and it makes this whining noise and i'm like oh, i remember that from when i was like 38 years old 
long time ago. The dial-up noise, the dial-up to AOL or something. Yeah, Yeah. and when I brought it back home, because they were like, yeah, just get it out of here. It it, it had stopped working. It just didn't put out a display. And the kids, you know, my daughter goes, who must have been about three the last time she saw it, goes, oh, yeah, that sound sounds familiar from my childhood. (laughs) So we're going to let that computer die and move on to the next generation of uh, weather equipment. Hey, really, go ahead, really, go. really quick. Did you guys know that the Cape Foulweather Weather Station is uh, is inland uh, of the Coast Highway, and it's about it's over one thousand feet above, or it's above one one thousand feet in elevation, and that totally plays into how strong those winds yes. recorded yeah. that. Yeah. I, I didn't realize though it was that high in elevation. Have you been there, Jeff? You haven't driven by? No, I haven't. It's just as you go over the hump from uh, Newport over to, I guess, Depot Bay. And, yeah, it's pretty exposed. There's a little visitor-type thingy. I haven't been there in years. But, yeah, it's basically on a on a ridge exposed to the south and west. So it's kind of like a low mountain kind of sticking out there. Good stuff, guys. What, what are your uh, – so I, I know we're all alter, altering our Thanksgiving plans. You know, I'll, be, I'll be working that evening. But what are your Thanksgiving plans this year? Jeff, what, when do you start? Well, my brother – his girlfriend and their new dog were supposed to drive up and then my sister was supposed to fly in. Everybody has canceled at this point. So we're going to do a zoom type of Thanksgiving where we're going to, you know, zoom with the family. We're going to make some really nice food back here. Um, I'm sitting at the edge of my kitchen, by the way, pointing at it. Um, but yeah, uh, and Katie was just brining the Turkey by the way. So we're, we're going to, we're going to try to make it as normal as possible. But of course we just felt like it wasn't worth the risk. Um, if the vaccine is coming out in five, six months widespread, um, our, you know, our hope is that we can just do a normal Thanksgiving next mm-hmm. year and not risk it yeah. this year. Yeah. So what do you guys, what do you guys have planned? Similar. Well, we know that Brian volunteered to work the 10 PM on uh, Thanksgiving. Thanks, Brian. Hey, no problem. <laughs> um, we, and then, uh, with a little bit of pressure now, um, uh, same here. We're just my, me, my wife and, uh, two kids and the two cats and, um, nothing special planned. I got a new, new, um, some sort of recipe I found for a, what is it? Butternut squash sausage, Italian sausage and stuffing mm. kind of all together, Ooh, like yeah. a, like a thick stuffing. So I'm going to try that and, uh, some apple pie. Are you doing a turkey? Uh, no, we got a ham. We just, yeah, we did, uh, we did a turkey last week with a couple friends. So. Gotcha. Not a whole bunch, not 50 friends, but, you know, just a few. We are, uh, um, I'm working that night, but, you know, we usually eat at like two or three in the afternoon anyway, so it's no big deal to work later on that evening after the kids go to bed. Uh, I am going to be, I'm brining the turkey here right after uh, I'm all done putting the podcast together. And then, uh, yeah, I know. And then my wife has decided, it's just going to be the four of us, it's me and her and the two kids, because we canceled on my folks who were going to come down here this year. Um, we'll do something with them later on, but, uh, yeah, so we're making way too much food. I already can tell, like we're going to make enough food for like 10 people, but it's just going to be the four of us eating and two of them are young children. So, um, (laughs) I might be uh, bringing some leftovers to work. I don't know. Is that COVID safe? Probably not, but (laughs) we we got to get, now that you announced it live on the, on the plot, on the uh, podcast here. Yeah. So, um, We'll Brian, see. you know, everybody's going to need to tune into the 10 p.m. newscast that night to watch Brian with the tryptophan kicking in for that podcast. Right. It's going to be entertaining. I'll be half asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You'll do great. <laughs> well, good stuff, guys. And and a very happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I know this this has been a really tough year for well, each and every one of us in various different ways. Everybody's been going through something here in 2020 and we're going to get through it. Uh, vaccines around the corner. I think that'll that'll really help things out. But make sure you stay safe if you decide to, to be with family. 
uh, use all the common sense measures that, that you need to, and and uh, just be careful out there, everybody. Guys, you got all anything right. else? Nope, that's it. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, thanks, Brian, for doing everything you're doing. And, yeah, everybody have a good and safe Thanksgiving. And, of course, if you're going to travel over the mountains, get prepared for that snow. Oh, yep. yeah. And we'll uh, see you next week, you guys. Take care. Have a good one. See ya. Do you have a weather question? Call 503-548-6484 and leave a message. It could be featured on a future episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Head to kptv.com for the latest forecast and weather information for your area. 